I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today, I'm in conversation with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Hi, welcome. How are you? Good. Congrats on your book. Thank you. It's fun. Yeah, we got it right here. It's fun. Cool. How did it come about? Um, a few things. One is um, when I was doing my PhD, I thought it was so fascinating to find out that like the Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, all of those tests were basically not the right way of looking at personality. Uh, I thought that was fascinating. But the main thing that really sh- like pushed me to writing this book was um, studying trauma, like learning a lot about trauma. And trauma is not always like big, crazy things. It can even be as small as being told you're bad at math. Like trauma is any negative emotional experience that shapes your identity. And your I identity is the way... What was that? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So small, so, yeah. No, no, no. Trauma is any negative emotional experience that impacts your identity and then ultimately keeps you stuck in the past. And so like one of the core theories in psychology is that the best way to predict a person's future by like future behaviors by looking to the past. And um, the reason is, is big, there's a lot of different reasons for that. It doesn't have to be that way. A lot of people assume that it's because people have an innate personality, which is not the truth. And so I just wanted to write the book that explained one of the reasons being trauma, why people get stuck in the past and about how you can ultimately stop that cycle and choose a future self that allows you to create the life you want. And uh, what is your doctorate in? Organizational psychology. That's got to be a very interesting field, working with different companies, kind of figuring things out from a psychological perspective. Yeah, I mean, organizational psychology is very much like leadership, teams, you know, culture, training, uh, very interesting field. I mean, I'm not like a traditional IO psychologist, what they're called, organizational psychologist, but fascinating study for sure. So what is it like having your book come out right now with quarantine? And I know book tours have been, you know, halted, but you're doing a lot of stuff online, right? Oh, yeah. You have to just adjust to the internet world we live in, you know, and I was actually, honestly, I've to be fully honest, I've done over 200 podcasts since COVID-19. So Whoa. like, yeah, I, I, I'm more on the digital book tour. I mean, I give, I give talks every once in a while, but that's not like, I've got five kids. So it's a little more difficult for me to just- Wait, go. wait, what? <laughs> you have five kids? Yeah, we adopted three kids from the foster system when I was mm-hmm. doing my PhD. And then literally a month after the adoption, which was a crazy three-year battle, my wife got pregnant with twins, literally a month after the adoption. So in 2018, we went from zero to five kids. Oh my gosh. A little crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, but it's such a blessing. Look at the lives you touched. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes comes from a guy named Will Durant. He's a famous historian, and he says that the ability of the average person could be doubled if the situation demanded it. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think that often as adults, we stop putting ourselves in situations that force us to grow. You know, we we become less open to new, new learning opportunities. We we stop learning like children, not because we can't, but because we just stop doing it. We prefer a predictable, safe, easy life. My show is all about growth, personal and professional growth. Like what do you do when things go wrong and the lessons you learn? So what you're saying really hits home with me. I I love, I love the message of your show. Was there something in your life that, you know, led you into this funk and you had to kind of find your way out? Yeah, big time. (laughs) And by the way, can you still see me? No, I cannot. You're frozen. There you go. <laughs> okay. You kind of froze up too. Oh, I did. But okay. um, yeah, let's just say there was some serious funk. <laughs> okay. Uh, when my parents got divorced when I, when I was age 11, uh, my father became an extreme drug addict, to be honest with you, and was wow. that from age 11 to 20. Um, 
And, uh, you know, trauma, there's a few ways of looking at trauma. One is capital T trauma, which is like an event that I just described. Other ones just being in a chaotic environment where there's no stability. Um, that can really like throw you into the fight or flight state where you're just like always stressed and just always uncertain. Your life's on quicksand, you know what I mean? And so I was in that funky quicksand (laughs) for a long time. Uh, and I, I honestly don't know how I graduated from high school, but when I was 19 years old, I was living at my cousin's house, playing world of Warcraft all day, doing nothing with my life. I tried community college for a semester, but I dropped out after literally a week because textbooks were like a thing. I could not read them. Yeah. Um, I, so, I hear you. I relate. I relate. Yeah. And so I, uh, I had to find purpose again. You know, I don't know if you've ever read the book by Victor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. What is it called? Man's Search for Meaning? I have not. Okay. You got to read that one. That's, that's an old school classic by okay. a guy named Victor Frankl. He lived during World War II during the Holocaust. He was a Jew who got taken through the, like put in the concentration camps of the Nazis and stuff. He was a psychologist and he, he wrote this brilliant book. But one of the things he found is that when a person loses hope and purpose for their future, the present becomes meaningless. You know, so like for the people in the Holocaust, when they lost hope in the future, they literally died because they were starving. Very interesting with COVID-19 and just everything going on. If you, lose, if you don't have a sense of purpose for your future, the present kind of sucks. Yes. So for me, that's what I was looking for at age 19. And I ended up serving a church mission and uh, got exposed to a lot of things I didn't know of. You know, my own ignorance and also journaled a lot, read a ton of books, had leaders that helped me process my trauma and ultimately was able to build confidence for a future. So, um, you know, Great. I'm lucky I got out of my funk because can, people, people can get stuck there for a long time. Yeah, and never get out, you know. Um, I, I always say there's two paths, the negative road with your negative behaviors and your thoughts and the positive road. And it's, it's hard to find it, but once you find it, I mean, right now, you know, we're going through this really challenging dark time for many. We've got over 40 million people out of work. But if you can find something positive to put yourself into, take care of your mental, physical, emotional health and your spiritual health, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's all about the the meaning you give to things. It's the lens you choose. You know, like to be honest with you, my dad is no longer a drug addict. As one example, um, right? You know, he's awesome. You know, but um, our identity is based on the stories we tell about our life and about our situation. And those stories are fictional. To be fully honest with you, they're they're based on the meanings we give. They're not fictional, but they're not objective. Sure. Um, they're literally the meaning we give to the experiences of our lives. Whether it's COVID nineteen, whether it's my dad being a drug addict, we all have experiences and we all create meaning for those experiences. And as you grow and develop, just even like right now, like as a society, we're now seeing things a little differently. And so we're choosing to view the past a little differently now because in light of what's going on, we're now not looking at former things the same way we used to. Right. Um, and so the past is always viewed from the perspective of the present. And, and so as you grow and develop and get new experiences, you should view former experiences from the view of your current self, not from the view of your former self. Um, and you can choose better meaning. So you don't have to be so stuck in the past. You can, you know, as an example, the past should always be viewed as this happened for me, not mm-hmm. to me. It's something yeah. that happened for me. It's something I can use. And you, you can proactively assign a meaning to say, this is the best thing that could have happened to me. If it didn't happen to me, I, you know what I mean? Yes. And that's a choice. That's a choice of meaning versus saying, why did this happen? You know, like, you know, that is again, a choice in meaning as well. Right. So uh, give me some highlights from your book, what you'd like listeners to take away. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, in the book, I really break down like what I consider to be the myths of personality. One of them obviously being all of the personality tests. The personality is something that fits in types. I break down why personality isn't from the past. It's not innate. Like there's so much research now talking about how 
even you as an example, my guess is, is you're not the exact same person you were 10 years ago. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Most people listening to your show would agree. And that's actually completely accurate. You're not Mm -hmm. the same person you were in the past. The problem is, as a rule, most people don't, most people actually think that who they are today is primarily who they're going to be in the future. Even if you've changed a lot in the past, very few people view their future self as a different person, take the time to imagine that, and then go through a very like strategic process of becoming whoever they want to be. And there's a lot of really good science on how to do that. Part of it has to do with reframing trauma. A lot of it has to do with changing your identity narrative. So your identity and your personality are two separate things. Um, Identity is how you see and explain yourself. So if I were to tell you I'm an introvert, that actually wouldn't be personality. That'd be me telling you my identity. Um, But your identity shapes your behavior and your behavior becomes your personality. And so, so, excuse me. So if I say I'm an introvert, then that's going to sh- shape the different um, opportunities I look for introverted kind of work or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're telling a story about yourself and that story is going to drive your behavior. It's going to lead you to seeking to confirm that label. Um, and from a, like a growth mindset perspective. So there's growth and fixed mindset growth mindset, people don't really care that much about who they are today. They're more focused on who they can be in the future. Whereas fixed mindset, people are very focused on who they are today. They're defined by who they are today. They would use very strong labels about defining themselves. And the truth is your future self is enormously more important than your current self. And so, yeah, I mean, the book actually teaches you how to conceptualize a future self, how to go through a learning process, how to make better decisions, how to um, you know, redesign your environment and upgrade your subconscious. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this book. There's about 150 journal prompts for reframing former experiences. Um, but yeah, definitely re- recommend it. There's so much good science to show how you can change and how you already have changed and it, it'll help you become more flexible as a person. Um, I've been mentioning this to a lot of show guests. I just finished this class. Uh, it's a Yale class on Coursera, yes. the science of well-being. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it was so amazing. It, um, it has you do these rewirements and look at, you pick one like gratitude or it has you uh, take this online assessment, the character strengths. Yeah. So m- mine were um, curiosity, which is spot on. I have a love of learning, lifelong learner. I love to connect with new people and learn something from them. Uh, so creativity, humor, no, sorry, I got that right. Curiosity, humor, and uh, creativity. Nice. So, so I just find that to be really interesting. Is that something um, you work with as far as having people assess themselves that way? Not really. There's, there's most of those assessments, you know, not necessarily, maybe not necessarily the one you're talking about, but most of those assessments actually create a fixed mindset in people, um, ah. you know, but yeah. um, some of them can be helpful. Most of them that put people into boxes are not scientific and I would right. not recommend them. Okay. Good. But the one you're describing sounds like it's very positive. It's the VIA Institute, I think it's called. Uh, I'm not I sure. Can't, yeah. I'll have There's th- literally thousands of these tests. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so what advice would you give to somebody right now uh, who is in a funk? Yeah. Um, basically, all progress starts by telling the truth. Um, and emotions cease to be suffering when you give them a picture. And so I would start by journaling about what, what the what the funk is that you're in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Writing about it and then telling people about it. Uh, there's a, I think I maybe already said to you, but there's a quote from Alcoholics Anonymous. that says, you're as sick as your secrets. So being more vulnerable, connecting with other people, actually sharing things is how you start to reframe them. It's how you start to get a different perspective. 
Uh, and you need to actively be seeking a different perspective because your current view is very limiting. Um, and so getting more perspective, sharing, and then ultimately choosing a different story of the past is one crucial way. Next step would be for obviously getting out of the funk is actually imagining and deciding who you want to be in the future, maybe two to three years from now and starting to tell people about that future self, telling people that you're ready to make some changes and then, you know, not being so obsessed with who you are today, instead being more interested in who you're going to be in the future and maybe beginning to uh, invest in that future self, investing money, whether it be in education in, you know, this could be online courses. It could be, you know, and by the way, I do have to go in a sec. I'm getting lots of calls. Oh, yes, I can see that. We're running out of time. Sorry. I'll, so, I'll yeah, edit that Plenty out. of ways. Okay. Where can people find out more about you? One sec. Um, BenjaminHardy.com. Get the book anywhere. Uh, you can get it on Audible, Kindle, etc. Personality isn't permanent. And my website's BenjaminHardy.com. Excellent. Thank you.